Welcome to Faith Fitness and Self-Discovery. I'm your host, Precious Williams. If this is your first time clicking this podcast, it's not by accident, but by divine purpose. I believe in the psychology of losing weight because sometimes the weight we really need to lose isn't on our body. So I'm so glad that you're here and welcome to the journey. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to be here. I always say that, but I genuinely mean it. Thank you so much for clicking play on this podcast. I hope that you will not regret it. If you're new here, it's not by accident, but by divine purpose that you're here. My name is Precious Williams, and I created this podcast to talk about an issue. A wise counselor once said that what you have to do is create a solution to a big problem. Our weight is a problem. But I don't just talk about the weight that shows up on the scale here. I deal with all of the weight, the mental, emotional, and physical weight as well. And as a counselor, I bring some of the strategies that I've learned, some of the things that I've worked with my clients on personally to this podcast, because I realize many of you may not have an opportunity to one, speak to a mentor, coach, or counselor. So welcome to the show. This year is the year of exponential growth. Please, at any time, time, feel free to go back and catch any episode, podcast title that just piques your interest and start there. Thank you. I can tell the community is growing, 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 growing. I know you guys are listening from all over the world and that is so exciting. So be sure to go back and listen to how God birthed this podcast in me because we believe that we be tra- we could be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So a lot of what we talk about here is the mental weight because again, the weight is not just what shows up on the scale. I hope you guys are having a phenomenal summer. The weather is definitely changing here in our area. I am in Virginia Beach area. The weather is definitely changing here and we are transitioning into the fall seasoning. So the season, so the kids will be starting school up here and there are a lot of adjustments that have been happening in my life personally. On today though, I wanted to talk about a topic that has been near and dear to my heart, particularly since the pandemic and all of the things that I've been going through. We're going to be talking about investing, investing time in ourselves. And I came to this topic because I walked into the room the other day while my husband was on a coaching call with one of our weight loss clients. And I could hear the client telling him that she tried every diet, surgery, she tried waist trainers, Jenny Craig. I mean, she was just kind of naming everything off and letting him know that before this program that she's in with us, she had never lost the amount of weight that, that she had been able to lose. And so one of the things that she said was, coach, if they sold it, I bought it. And I walked in right as he was saying unto her, well, maybe it's time that you stop buying stuff for yourself and you try actually investing in yourself. And I felt like that was for me because we're coaching the clients, true, but I'd never heard it said like that. And we live in a culture right now where it is at our finger. Everything is right at our fingertips. Everything that we could 
think about or imagine that we can try. We don't even know what to try. There are so many options that are available to us when it actually comes to weight loss, whether we should get a trainer or we should get a gym membership, we should do Pilates or we should do yoga. There are so many things that are available to us. But you know what I teach here is before we start making any of those major decisions, let's just take a Wusa moment and hone in to what is it that we aren't doing right now that we could be doing. And I love the way he said that. And I'm going to say it again. It's time for us to stop buying stuff for ourselves and to start actually investing in ourselves. And today, that is exactly what I'm going to be talking about. It is time. It is time for us to start investing in ourselves, right? And so today, I'm going to teach you five quick strategies that I think are going to be really, really helpful. You can implement them today. They are free and they will start you on the path to investing in you. Again, if you are new to this community, this year is the year of exponential growth. What that means for me and what I heard in the spirit is that it's not an opportunity for us to take things lightly. It's not an opportunity for us to judge the person that what we need to learn or what we need in order to grow is coming from is not an opportunity right now for us to treat information casually because there are a lot of things that we have been hung up on a lot of patterns and habits that we're still caught up in that God is really trying to break off of us right and so I think that these five strategies are so helpful and listen I could have done a hundred but for the sake of time today I'm only going to do five if you're new here I encourage all of my listeners to take notes take notes if you can if you can't take a note you're driving you're walking you're exercising you're at work or what have you at least notate at which part of the podcast you want to come back and you want to take a listen or you want to write something down writing things down are very very, very important, particularly when we're able to go back to read them because then we're able to process them. And part of our problem today is that we don't take enough time to hear, to write, to process, and to interpret what things mean to us introspectively. We hear something, we take it at face value, and then we feel Okay, and a lot of us are walking around living and breathing in our feelings. And so what I'm hoping is that we learn to better receive information and just take some time interpreting it. Even if the part of that interpretation is figuring out which part is the meat and which part is the bone, we're not going to like everything that we hear. We're not going to agree with everything that we hear, but we have to be able to hear and grow, right? We have to be able to decipher truth, not what we like, but what is the truth. And that's one of the biggest barriers I see uh, with people getting to the next level, accomplishing their goals, changing their patterns or their behaviors or their thought processes is really not being able to identify what the truth is, regardless of how the truth makes me feel. Because the reality is the truth shall set us free. Not our feelings, the truth shall set us free. So when I heard him say, maybe it's time that you stop buying stuff for yourself and it's time you actually start investing in yourself. 
That let me know that there is a gap there. There is a gap in knowledge in terms of how we view taking care of ourselves, investing in ourselves. Investing in yourself is far different than buying something for yourself, right? And so on today, I hope that I can start shifting our thought process around that so that we're easily able to identify, hey, is this one of those moments where I'm buying something for myself again? Thinking that I'm going to invest, thinking that I'm investing in myself. And you guys know from previous podcast episodes, and I'm not picking on the nail shop at all. I'm all for it. I keep my own nails up and do my own toes now because I didn't figure it out. It doesn't work for me. But I was buying a pedicure and a manicure for years, considering that I was investing in myself because that is what I had been taught with self-care. That is what I saw as self-care, but it took me learning that that wasn't self-care for me, although it may be for another woman. I actually enjoy doing my own nails at home and doing my own toes at home when it is necessary and time for those things to be done. Going to the nail shop wasn't investing in my self-care, so I've learned how to invest in my self-care versus buying that for myself in all of that dissonance that I was feeling as a result of that. And so the first thing on my list is, one, we want to embrace lifelong learning. And that's part of what I'm talking about. Part of what I'm talking about in embracing lifelong learning is saying, okay, hold on, look, there is something that I'm doing here that I don't particularly enjoy. And what part of this don't I enjoy? Why do I keep doing the same thing this way? How can I find a different way? And so I started in regards to the nail shop, I started researching like, what are my options? What do women, other women do who want to keep their nails up, who do you know, whatever my time restraints were, whatever, all of these things, I started learning another practice or another way of upkeep so that I didn't have to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. The moment you stop learning, you really stop living. And one of the main ways I see that we stop living is in our diets. And I knew y'all knew I was going to bring this up. We have to embrace the lifelong learning, particularly in our diets. A lot of our diets are very childish. We still eat the same 50 to 70 things that we ate when we were a kid. We cook them the same way. We eat at the same restaurants. We eat the same portions. And we have not evolved to learning even even a new um, culture. We haven't evolved to mixing and matching. We haven't evolved to learning the different types of food, how much we need, how, how much grains, carbohydrates, uh, protein, all of these things. We, we think that this is the doctor's responsibility to, to tell us, uh, we don't take the time to learn these things. Embracing lifelong learning is a part of investing yourself in, your, in yourself. Do you know how much further you would be if you truly knew what to eat, how to eat it, how to prepare it, and how much you should be eating? How much further you would be? And the thing about embracing lifelong learning, I'm going to give you the cheat code. I'm going to give you the cheat code. Here it is. Sometimes you have to pay for a resource so that you can get on the path of learning something different. And see, we understand this when we go off to the university and spend $100,000 so we can be a teacher or a doctor or a nurse or a lawyer or work in HR. We understand that we have to go get those certifications, but we don't apply this to our own lives. And you have to embrace lifelong learning if 
you want to be the optimal version of yourself. You have to invest in yourself in that way. And so how many of y'all have seen a nutritionist? You've seen a trainer. You've seen, you've had all of these people in your life because you tell me, but you don't have a book. You don't have a collection of the things that you've learned. You don't have a workout plan that was your favorite that worked for you. You didn't look at the, the list of all of the things that the nutritionist gave you and actually tried it and actually tried different varieties until you built a new dietary lifestyle. You didn't do that. You may have hired these people. You may have tried one or two things or half did a few things or whatever, but you went right back to what you knew. And part of investing yourself is really embracing and lifelong learning. How childish is that to invest your money, invest your money into something that you claim is, is into investing in yourself and you get no results. So this was really the premise of this episode because we do this in so many areas of our lives. I don't, it doesn't just have to be your diet. If you're investing in coaching, mentoring, anything along those lines, any place that you go, you shouldn't just be experiencing that place or you shouldn't just be experiencing that resource or that person. You should be taking something away that you can add to your life and elevate your life. You should be taking something away from that time you spent with your therapist and incorporating something even if it's the conflict resolution skills that she taught, taking something, writing something down. This is why I said this year is the year of exponential growth because we aren't growing. We're buying all of the things, but we aren't investing in ourselves. So the first way that you invest in yourself is by embracing lifelong learning. What's the last thing you've learned? Like you've committed to, I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn about stocks. I'm going to learn about crypto. It terrifies me, but I need to at least know something. I'm going to learn about politics, voting or something. I'm going to learn how to eat healthier. I'm going to learn how to prepare a plant-based breakfast. Even if I can't adopt a whole plant-based diet, I'm going to learn how to do something different. I'm going to invest this energy into doing something different. Number two, you have to prioritize your mental health. Investing in yourself means prioritizing your mental health. Oh God, if you are not good, you cannot be good to or for anybody else. Nobody else is responsible for protecting your mental health. Nobody else is responsible for protecting your mental health. You are the gatekeeper to your mental health. You are the gatekeeper to your mental wellness. You know you. One of the ways that you invest in yourself the most is that you give yourself permission to come first. You give yourself permission to be okay. You give yourself permission to not be okay. You give yourself permission to take a break, to make a mistake, to set boundaries if you need to, to redo something, to reevaluate something, keep going, to stop if you need to, right? And one of the things that's coming in my spirit right now is self-control. Self-control is a fruit of the spirit because prioritizing your mental health has to do with self-control. Some of us aren't doing a great job of guarding our mind. You know, we don't have the courage 
to shut certain things off, to shut certain things down, to take a step forward, to take a step back. We don't have the courage. And because we lack that courage, our mental health suffers. It is so important that you prioritize your mental health and you be the type of gatekeeper that you are willing to do whatever you need to do to protect it. That is what I really want you guys to to think about more than anything on today. What are the things that I'm doing that are leading to unprotection of my mental health? What are the things that are contributing to poor mental health, fatigue, uh, my thought processes, my my habits, my cognitions? Like, what are those things that I'm continually allowing in that's contributing to my mental detriment? How do you speak to yourself as well? That's something to consider when it comes to your mental health. When you're thinking about being the gatekeeper of your mental health, you also have to keep you out. You also have to keep your negative thinking, your condemnation, your unforgiveness, your resentment, your hurt, your pain, your inability to move past past traumas. Um, you know, you have to be a gatekeeper as well. And part of being a gatekeeper and speaking to yourself carefully and handling yourself with care is being realistic about how much time you allow yourself to really ruminate on something, how much time you allow yourself to roll around in the mud of a situation or to wallow in your circumstances. That's all part of the self-control and that's part of prioritizing your mental health as well. Number three... We talk about this a lot. We talk about this a lot. Cultivating gratitude. You have to cultivate gratitude if you want to invest in yourself. You have to be someone who is grateful. Be grateful for something, whether it's a thing, whether it's a person. I mean, all of us can be grateful for something. Our spirit loves gratitude. God loves gratitude. Our bodies love gratitude. And some days you may wake up and you just feel like, blah, nothing's wrong, but nothing's like extremely right either. Those are a lot of the days, especially when you're an adult. A lot of your days can just feel like they're running together. And this is why it's so important that you cultivate that spirit of gratitude so that everything, every day can be different. You can start your day differently. One of the things that I open up most of my prayers with, and you'll hear that if I pray, is thank you, God, for this day, a day that I have never seen before and a day that I will never see again. Like I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful right now that even as I'm speaking, I will never even be able to put together this cadence of words, this this synchronized version of my presentation. Even if I was to present this again, It would not even come out the same way that it's coming out right now. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for every opportunity that I get to speak into the ears of strangers that God would just use me, little old me, as a vessel to speak and to teach and how God just divinely did everything so that I could even have this knowledge. And so as you guys just heard, I'm so well-versed at gratitude that I could go on and on and on from anywhere, but I do understand that there are some people where the the concept of gratitude is is new for you like 
uh, you know, it's not something that you you've done or it's not something that you you've been taught to do. You know, you might tell God, thank you for waking you up this morning. But aside from that, you really don't know how to cultivate it. And so for that person, I would say always, you know, start with thanking God for keeping you safe. You know, you want to thank God for the basic things, things that you can see, taste, feel, hear. And you want to build upon that. You know, thank you, God, for keeping me safe. Thank you that I'm breathing. I have food to eat on today. You know my name, God. I was able to dress myself on a day without assistance. I have legs. You know, when I first started my gratitude journey, I it just used to be so... You know, whatever would come out. It's sunny today, God. Thank you for letting it be sunny because I really love, I really could have used a sunny day today. And thank you for allowing it to be sunny. Like, thank you that nothing happened to me last night as I slept. Like, no, like, thank you for keeping me safe. Whatever it is, you just kind of start where you are. And God and Holy Spirit will show you how to build out your gratitude. But you have to invest in yourself by being grateful. Nothing good comes from a dry, bad, dark, dim, pessimistic place, okay? It's very difficult to cultivate something great from that space. And so I try to have a spirit of gratitude at all times because I just feel like things grow better from that spirit, from that soil. Um, That has been, been my result. Number four, Break a bad habit. Um, breaking a bad habit actually gives you courage and it gives you like the momentum that's necessary for you to make healthier choices moving forward. Um, this has been something that's been really helpful for me. It's been ha- ha- uh, helping me to tackle other bad habits. You know, once I started tackling my dietary choices, I could see how I was making poor time choices as well it's crazy because it's like once you start tackling one thing or looking at one thing, Holy Spirit will be like, finally, we got this, 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 that, but not in an overwhelming way. Okay. So don't be afraid to do this work. Don't be afraid to start breaking the bad habits. It's not overwhelming. It's like my spirit was waiting on me. My spirit was just waiting on me to do this work. And this is how the word exponential came to me because it's like you're doing compounding work. Once you break a habit, just, just your, your, your spirit will let you know other habits that you need to break as well. Okay, the Holy Spirit will work with you to say, not only are you making poor dietary choices, sis, but I've been waiting to show you I've been waiting to show you and love how you are also making poor time choices. And the poor time choices I was making surrounded social media. So the clearer I got regarding my diet and my dietary choices, my discipline and my habits, and I was getting that underway, the more I started feeling convicted about my poor time management uh, and the choices that I was making to spend time on social media. And here's the thing. A bad habit usually comes with a cluster of consequences. So like if you can tackle one bad habit, let's say if it's drinking sodas, you drink too many sodas, you might notice that there's a change in your mood. There's a change in your health because you stopped drinking too many sodas, a change in your weight, of course, a change in your finances because sodas are expensive and your overall choices like that one decision could literally like be the spark for you to get the control over the habits that have been hindering you like over and over again. And for me, mindlessly scrolling was just as detrimental as mindlessly eating. Ouch. 
Okay, so this is how Holy Spirit deals with me because I like to deal with truth. One of the things that I've learned is that truth like catapults me. So even if that truth that I need to sit in is hard and I got to take accountability for that truth, that truth smacked me, knocked me out, took some of my edges. I know that I'm going to come out on another side and being better because of that truth. And so I embrace it. So yeah, that was what I heard. Mindlessly scrolling, sis, is just as detrimental as mindlessly eating so let's get your time life in order as well because who knows maybe you could be doing something great like a podcast that's really helping people or something i don't know and here's the thing that i would recommend um what bad habit is it that you tell yourself year after year you're going to stop doing what is that is it spending too much money emotionally? Is that true? Is it smoking? Is it that relationship? It's been how many years? Four, five, six, seven. And you said if he didn't propose four Christmases ago. Okay. Is it that? Is it that device? Are you spending way too much time on your phone? Like your life is passing you by on your phone. Your kids are around. People are, things are happening. And it's like your face is in your phone. You don't even know. You just in your phone all the time. You don't even know what you're doing on your phone. You don't even know why you're reading people posts from high school. Like you're, how old? Like you don't even know why you're keeping up with the things that you're keeping up. Why the things that concern you even concern you. Is this you? Am, am I talking about you? Well, you need to make a list. That's one of the things. Make a list of some bad habits. We all have them and we have a plethora of them that we can choose from. Make a list of your bad habits and I want you to choose a habit. Choose a habit that you're going to intentionally break. Don't start with your weight. Don't do it because you're probably not going to commit to that one. If you feel strong enough to do that, do that. Let's start with something that's a little bit more reasonable. Like not logging into social media first thing in the morning when you wake up. Not letting it be the last thing you, you do when you go to bed at night. Um, let's break that bad habit of speaking on everything you feel. Everything you feel. Speaking on everything that you have an opinion about. Every time something just rubs you the wrong way, you have to say something. Let's break that bad habit of speaking more than you listen. Because the Bible talks about that. So all of the environments that you're in, whether that's work, home, you're at the dinner table, you're on the phone with your girlfriend, whatever it is, take a take inventory of how much you're speaking versus how much you're listening, not hearing, listening. OK, there are so many bad habits that we can work on. So I want you to choose something that you feel is reasonable that you can work towards. One of the things that I had to stop doing was being uh, one of those people who wash clothes, dry clothes, put them in the basket, leave them. And you see, I, I've heard this behavior and it's a lot of women around me who exercise this. And it's almost like it's a little cult for us. We think it's cute and funny. I'm like, oh, I left them clothes in the dryer for a week. No, I started with that. That's a bad habit. That's not being diligent. That's not studying the ways of the ant. That's not. And some days we are dog tired and we are busy, but when I tell you Holy Spirit convicted me about my mindlessly scrolling and how my mindlessly scrolling was the equivalent to mindlessly eating, I realized I could have been folding clothes. 
And part of self-control is being able to regulate ourselves in that way. Because how childish for me to be sitting with my phone scrolling and I have clothes that I need to be folding. Okay. So whatever your habit is, be real with yourself, that bad habit and break it. I don't care. My laundry day is on Wednesday. Those clothes will be washed. They will be dried. They will be folded. Like, period. This is how I've had to handle myself. And it's nothing wrong with that. Which brings me to number five. This is a top dog. It has been for me all my life. Y'all continue to pray for me because I am working on this one. Procrastinating less. Okay. Procrastinating is self-harm. Period. That's how I see it. That's what I say. You're not going to Google that and see it anywhere. That is that is my opinion. Procrastination is self-harm. And I'm a person who used procrastination for many years to fuel me to get through some like less desirable tasks. For one, the laundry that I just talked about, that would have been one. Um, and so I remember ex- especially experiencing a lot of anxiety in grad school because the pressure was on um, and the procrastination was like heavy and I could be directly affected by it. See, when I leave those clothes in a dryer and I fold it, I can still take care of everybody's needs by getting their socks and getting getting everything or whatever. But see, you can't do that in certain stages or certain areas of your life. And so the procrastination oftentimes led me to over-exaggerate my, my ability to complete tasks. And then I would find myself giving less than I should. And this is what I mean by when you start doing certain things and you start breaking habits, Holy Spirit will show you other habits. And I felt convicted because as a believer, we are supposed to be doing the best that we can and all that we do, right? We're not perfect, but come on, y'all. Some of the things that we do, we just know we can be doing better and we should be expecting more of our, out of ourselves in that area. So that has been my journey. That's something that uh, I have been working on. And investing yourself means procrastinating less, less because when you procrastinate, you steal time from yourself. Procrastinating is stealing future time from yourself. Oh, that's so good. Holy Spirit. I may have heard that somewhere and it just came back to me right now. But procrastinating is stealing time from your future self. And it's going to be so spontaneous when your future self finally has to pay up in time for something that you could have done. And we all have the propensity to procrastinate. So I know that we can relate to this in some form, shape or fashion. If you are like me and it's a major struggle for you and something that, um, you know, you need to be working on, I want you to be in prayer about that. Because one of the most recent things that I've realized is that my procrastination has led me to um, not seek assistance or garner support or help in a timely fashion. So I could have gotten like the most effective results, right? So when we procrastinate in our own lives and in our own work and in our own things, then we also procrastinate in inviting others in who could partner with us or help us or assist us in a way to alleviate some of our anxiety, stress, problems, or just delegate some things that we may be taking on ourselves. And so one of the best ways we can invest in ourselves is just to stop procrastinating, y'all. Um, you want to practice getting things done ASAP. 
or when you say you're going to do them. If you're a person who procrastinates, you always want to give yourself a time frame for when you're going to get something done and be realistic. Like, don't be a tyrant because that's part of self-control. Don't be a tyrant over yourself. Be realistic. If there's a closet in your house that you know needs to be clean, devote 10 minutes a day. Hey, I don't care what I do for those 10 minutes in that closet, but every day I need to be doing something for 10 minutes. That's a lot of how I kind of started um, as a procrastinator. I'm managing a few different projects and things that I have going on now. And so I'll tell myself, I'm going to devote 20 minutes to this, 30 minutes to that, an hour to that. What I've learned though, is when I say I'm going to devote that time frame, once you get in the groove of working, sometimes you can go over, but I've even trained myself to stop at the amount of time that I said that I was going to devote because I want to go 20 minutes doing something. And if I felt the energy to go that additional 30 minutes, I would rather use that additional 30 minutes to praise myself um, and to congratulate myself for doing what it is that I say I will do. That's something that works for me. That's part of training yourself. So don't be a tyrant, but you definitely want to put a time frame on doing the things that you say that you're going to do. Being an adult is hard because nobody's around to tell us what to do or when to do it. But that's a beautiful thing as well, if done well. If not done right, you're going to find yourself poor. You're not going to like the results of your life. You're not going to be satisfied because you don't have the self-control, which another word is discipline. Another word is discipline to invest in yourself the way you should to get the results that you need. So no matter what, no matter what, whatever it is that you're saying that you're going to do, I want you to do that. Will you pray with me? God, I thank you for uh, this episode. God, I thank you for every listener, Lord. I pray that you touch every woman, God, where she is. Thank you for reminding us of the importance of investing in ourselves, God. Forgive us for how we've gone out and tried to buy things, God, in order to help us, God, in order to make us feel better, in order to bypass the hard process, God, of self-control, Lord. So I pray the necessary discipline over all of your women, God, who are listening to this message, God. I pray that you'll begin to reveal to them, God, their bad habits, God, that you'll begin to reveal to them themselves in truth, God, and that they will hear you, that they will receive what you say and love, God, and that you will fill their heart with your word, God. We believe your promises, God. We believe your word, God, and we believe that you want the best for us, God. So continue to lead and guide us. And we pray that Holy Spirit will show us the best ways to invest in our lives. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining today's show. Be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts by scrolling down. That's right. Give me five stars and leave me a comment about what you thought about this episode or any of your favorite episodes. You can also help people find this podcast by sharing it. Share, share, share on your social media, on your Insta stories. Be sure to tag me or you can share on your Facebook, Twitter, wherever you feel compelled to share. It does help. Make sure you get connected with our Faith Fitness and Self-Discovery private Facebook community. It's a thousand women in that group doing the work on all different stages of the journey from learning to eat better to actually getting moving and dropping the pounds. The benefits of being in that group is I go live each week. That's right. So if you're loving the podcast episodes, you'll also be able to go live with me, ask questions, and I can interact with you. All of this information will be in the description box especially if you need to move forward with coaching. I would love to schedule your 15-minute discovery call. 
Remember, if you're thinking about becoming well, there is no better time to do it than now. Have a blessed week.